Hi, my name's Shannon and welcome to my podcast. I'm just your typical 19-year-old uni student who's trying to kick her goals, survive living out of home and create the most balanced, healthy lifestyle. Join me in my themed episodes where we delve into all things young adults often face where I give just six tips, tricks or favourites that you can easily introduce and integrate into your life to get a handle. I'm passionate about psychology, business, wellness, fitness and so much more, so be prepared to come along on this journey of me blabbing on about topics I love and rants from yours truly. Happy listening! Hello friends! Thanks for tuning in to episode two of the Top Six with Shaz podcast. Um, Before we get started into the next episode, I just wanted to say um, a massive thank you to everyone that tuned into the first one. It was definitely something very out of my comfort zone to start a podcast and to release that first episode. Um, Something just came over me and I thought, I really wanted to do this for such a long time and I think I'm just going to do it. And I was obviously very worried about what everyone was going to think and what everyone was going to say. But I just received such phenomenal support from everyone, whether that was family, friends. Um, And I know that you guys didn't have the time to like privately message me or to share it on stories and social media. But I just like so many of you did. And I just wanted to thank you all so much for that. Um, And any feedback that you gave me, please continue to send more feedback in. I literally don't know what I'm doing. So (laughs) any feedback is great feedback. But yeah, I'm back at it again with a, the, a next episode, oh, that was not very good English, with another episode. And the kind of stance I wanted to go with this one was to do with budgeting, if you haven't seen the title yet. Um, basically because I know my first episode was very university heavy and was very applicable and very relevant to anyone that's kind of 18 to 22, going into uni, about to start uni again, completing uni or in school. Um, But I wanted to make an episode that was more relevant to anyone and kind of something that anyone could take something from. So that's why I've decided to do this episode here, which I might think, I think I'm going to label it like top six tips to like being a poor student um, because it's the most accurate but these again are tips that can be used I hope for anyone you don't just have to be a student so before we get into my top six tips I thought it would be easiest if I kind of just explain where I'm at and what I have to do with my money just so it makes a bit more sense when I talk about my tips and why they're useful to me So if you didn't already know, um, I'm living in New Zealand away from home. My parents and family are all in Australia and I'm flatting. So I've got a landlord. I have to pay my rent weekly. I've got to pay my power. I've got to pay my internet, everything like that. Um, got to pay for my own food, everything like that. So I have those kind of real life ingoings and outgoings such as living out of home. And so these tips are really, really um, helpful and useful to anyone that is kind of at that stage or just anyone that would like to save a bit of money. All right, we might as well just get straight into it now. So tip number one um, is, I think it's like my favorite tip. I don't know, you decide. But it's all about separating your bank accounts and setting up APs, automatic payments. So I'll explain this one in a bit further detail. So what I mean is I, for example, have 
my bank account where all my money comes in. So my study link comes in, my pay comes in, um, anything like that comes into this overflow first bank account. And then I've got multiple bank accounts that I've opened where I kind of divvy my money up to budget pretty much. So I've got bank accounts that are set into bills. So things like Wi-Fi, rent, power, um, my weekly, fo- my monthly phone credit, anything that I kind of know what the price is going to be and that I've got to factor in every single month and I can't skimp out. Like I have to pay those things every month. And then I've got a groceries and petrol, so any of my food, any of my transport. So that comes under like that's petrol and things like topping up my Snapper card or like my Translink card for you Aussies. I then got a spending account, which is kind of like my allowance, I suppose. Like I give myself pocket money. So if I want to buy a coffee one morning before uni or I want to buy a pizza on a Friday night or um, there's a new pair of leggings that I want to buy, that's where the money comes out of. And then I have two different savings accounts. So I'll just say that again, I've got my overflow account and then I've got my spending account, my bills account, my groceries and petrol account, and then two types of savings accounts. I'll explain why I've got two savings accounts a bit later in the podcast. But so um, also it was completely free for me to open up these new bank accounts. I'm through Westpac and I could literally do it through the app, the Westpac app. Um, Even if you can't manage to do it on the app, jump online. You can often do it on the website or if you have to jump into a local branch, um, organize a meeting and it's usually completely free. For me, it was completely free and like I said, I could do it through an app. So it's really, really easy. Don't think that it's like, oh, great tip, but probably can't do it. You most likely will be able to do it. I know ASB Bank here you can do it through the app as well. You can even pick like wallpapery things to like go on it as well. So you can like really personalize them. You can, I rename all the bank accounts as well. Um, so I obviously know like which account is for what. Um, and that makes it super easy to see and you can see where your money is all divvied up into. So within the same tip to separate your bank accounts is setting up automatic payments. So like I said, I've got that overflow account where all my money, my incomings go into. And then every Monday morning before I wake up, all my money has been automatically set up to be divvied up between those all those accounts. So I've got a budget that I've got and it happens the same every single week. I put all my money into my rent account that I need, like into my bills account. I give myself my little allowance into my savings account, spending account, sorry. And then I transfer um, a little bit into my savings accounts as well to keep them nice and happy. So it means that by Monday morning, I wake up and I don't see a big chunk of money in my big account and go, oh my God, I've got money this week. Let's go buy some things that I don't need. Um, It's already been put into the appropriate accounts so that by Thursday when my rent goes out the money was in that account and it went out and I didn't accidentally spend it because I thought I had money to spare you know what I mean so I set those up again through the app they're super easy you can set them up to do them like daily weekly fortnightly monthly um it's literally just transferring between all of your own accounts so every Monday morning that all happens so that I don't wake up and go, oh, I've got an extra $50 to spend. Let's go buy myself breakfast. Um, I only know to use the money that was in my spending account. So it's just way easier to budget and to kind of stay on top of that. And it means I'm working in set weekly increments as well, which makes it super easy. So that was tip number one. 
Uh, tip number two is to find a job that fits into and around your uni schedule. So this one's really good for anyone at work or at uni in particular. Um, because I know that finding work is really important when you're at uni, but it's also can be quite challenging to find something that is going to work around it. Because at the end of the day, we're all at uni to learn and to be educated. And that should be, I hope, our main priority while we're at uni. Um, and it's obviously very time consuming as well. I totally get that. I am completely agree with you. But if you're like me, you've got rent to pay and you need some sort of income that you need it to be able to work around your uni schedule. So my best advice for doing this is to find something like at uni if you can, whether that's tutoring, working at the local cafe in, on uni on campus, working at one of the um, like faculty offices. There's often like office jobs in the faculty offices or you can work like if, um, at the gym or anything that is interest to you and that you've got the appropriate qualifications for. If you get a job on campus, A, you've got no commute, so it's super easy to get to and from, but B, they're going to be really understanding with your schedule. So, you know, being a uni student, your schedule changes like every six months or so, or every new semester. So you need a job that's going to kind of understand like my timetable is not going to be the same all year round. I'm going to have exam break. I'm going to have holidays. And so my timetable, I can't commit to the same four days a week for the whole year. So finding something on campus is really, really great because A, you'll get a really good reference as well. Like if you're tutoring, that's awesome for your CV as well. So if you've got the grades and that's something that interests you, highly recommend tutoring. It's really good pay as well. But yeah, really good for your CV and it can work in and around your schedule. You only sign up for the classes that you can actually attend and that fit into your timetable. So an example um, of working on campus that I did at the beginning of last year was I was delivering all of like the uni magazines every Monday morning. So I would go around the campus and put all of like the salient magazines in all of the little stalls and then I'd drive around town and drop them all off. I didn't stick with that job for very long. It wasn't kind of ended up being really my cup of tea. But if that's something that interests you, like there's things like that going all the time. Like even that um, salient, the big, what would you like, the organisation that create the magazines and the radio station, everything. If you're creative and you have a passion for like content creation or videography or anything like that there's always jobs going like that on a uni campus and that's a great way to get your name out there as well so if you have a passion for any of that um go for it be the head like work in the gym office admin do like be on the counter of the gym or anything like literally anything on campus is really really good um, another couple of options, ways that I manage to fit work around my uni schedule is nannying. Um, I've always been babysitting. It's something that I really, really enjoy and I've got lots of clientele now, so I find it quite easy to get work. So nannying then turns into babysitting as well and then one mum will tell her girlfriend and then the girlfriend will tell that family and the family and then by the end of the week you've got like six or seven different families on rotation and you can pretty much guarantee babysitting if you want it once a week. And then you've got your nannying. So if your timetable lets you nanny and do a school pickup, I reckon it's such a good one. Again, really great to like network and make like good clientele because those parents obviously working, that's why they can't pick up their kids. They might be in an industry that you want to get into when you're older. Um, 
And so that's a really great way to network as well. I've gotten some great opportunities just from talking to different parents um, and meeting new people and like jumping from family to family as well. And of course, like that turns into then, like I said, like babysitting and things like that as well. So you'll be very surprised at how much work you can get from just being the one man band for one family um, on a Tuesday at 3pm. You know what I mean? So you've got cleaning. Oh, oh I just <laughs> just cheated and told you my next <laughs> my next tip. So tutoring, um, nannying, anything like that, and then cleaning. That is what I made most of my money last year doing. And I know that's not going to be for everyone. Some of you are like, oh my God, I could not think of anything worse. But this is kind of one of those tips to just take with a grain of salt. Um, I personally love cleaning. I'm such a neat freak. And it pays so well. It's like nannying. You get to meet a lot of different people. And if you're good at it, they pass you on to their like their family and their family and their family. And by the end of the week, you've got heaps of different houses that you're cleaning. I've done both like domestic cleaning and commercial cleaning as well. So you can completely choose which route you go on to. There's always people needing cleaning, especially in today's day and age where families are so busy and parents are working a lot more so they don't have time to clean their house. You can charge really good rates and it's so flexible because you can, depending on like the arrangement, I, for a lot of my homes, I just have a key and I go in on a Tuesday or whenever it is, um, do what I need to do and get out. So um, it's really good money and it means that I can do it in and around my timetable as well. So anything like cleaning, um, if you've got your, like the appropriate certs for PT and you could even PT if you are comf- confident doing that. Um, that's also another really great way to do. You could run like a little boot camp if you've got the qualifications. So that's something that I know I did in school, which I haven't really used and I'm really passionate about it, but I haven't really had the opportunity to use. So you can always do something like that or yeah, your equivalent to whatever qualifications you've got kind of on your CV that you haven't managed to use yet. So that was tip number two is to find a job that fits into your uni schedule. All right. Tip number three is to, it's all about food. So utilizing farmer's markets and eating seasonally. So what I mean by this is um, the way I prepare my foods, I think I'm going to do a whole separate podcast on meal prep, which to some of you is going to sound so boring, but I think it's literally like, I want to write a book on meal prep. I'm, I love it. It's, <laughs> it's saved me. But yeah, um, when I plan my meals before the start of the week and I go out to buy them, there's a lot of fruit and veggies that I need to buy. And at the supermarket, that can be really expensive, especially if it's not in season. So what I do is I make sure that I'm only going to make recipes that week with fruits and veggies that are in season. That way I'm not spending an arm and a leg on fresh ingredients that are so hard to find and so overly priced. But it's also more sustainable. I'm not having to buy a melon that came from Spain um, that has so many more carbon miles than it needs to. I'm only you know, buying pumpkins in winter and making a heck ton of pumpkin soup because it's really cheap, it's really affordable and it's locally sourced um, and it's in season. So utilising the farmer's markets, not only are you being more sustainable and supporting local farmers, but it's so much cheaper because that's their specialty. They're literally just there to shift produce. So if you can make a bit of a day out of it, which our flat does on a Sunday morning, we love getting up, going to the farmer's market, We usually take our kid cups, like go get a coffee as well. And it's a really nice morning, a great start to your Sunday morning. And it means you've got all your produce. You've got way more to choose from as well. 
um, and you can pick up everything you need that was on your list and you didn't have to pay an arm and a leg for it in the supermarket and there was a much wider range and I find way better quality as well because it hasn't like hopped from farmer to farmer to truck to truck to like wholesaler to finally then on the shelves in the supermarket it's literally gone straight from the farm Friday night to you on Saturday morning so utilize those farmers markets and eat seasonally just to be a like more eco-friendly and be just to make it cheaper on yourself like don't if you find a recipe that needs artichokes but it's not I don't actually know the artichoke season even it's that was a bad example but we'll go back to melon if you wanted to make a dessert and you needed melon but it's middle of winter and melons are like six dollars a kilo just don't choose to make that dessert for that week make something else and eat something that's more seasonal so it was kind of a quick tip kind of self-explanatory but yeah utilize your farmer's markets eat seasonally oh bonus tip is to carpool to the cheap markets so our flat personally has one supermarket that we much prefer it's a bit further out so it's not technically our local supermarket but the range is so much bigger um, and it's a bigger store so they've got like cheaper alternatives because it's not so close to the city and they've got more things so we just make an effort to carpool to get out there so we're not spending so much on petrol but we do all save a lot on our grocery bill same goes for the markets we just carpool to the markets if we miss the markets on a sunday there's a really cheap market in newtown for fruit and veggies um, and so we drive to that one as well we just take turns so we can get to all those cheap places but we don't have to you know individually drive ourselves to all those expense like all of those different markets in order to save money because you just end up spending the money you saved in petrol all right tip number four I might as well keep it in line with food for now um, is to meal prep and buy in bulk now with meal prepping I personally do I prep a lunch and a dinner every week um, and then I have my snacks and breakfast usually it just rotates anyway and that way I can on a Sunday make two meals and only have to think about making two meals and then I've got it for the week but I totally understand that some people could not think of anything worse than eating like the same thing every day. I think it's fine because I choose what it is. So I choose my favorite food to eat for five days a week. But yeah, if that's not up to you, don't think you can't meal prep because another easy way to do it is preparing everything individually and making like multiple types of meals out of it. So for example, you can roast heaps of kumara, like sweet potato. You can cook up a big batch of rice. You can cut up all your veggies. Um, you can, you know, fry off some bacon or whatever you decide to do. Make some chicken um, or some tofu. And then throughout the week, you can roll it all into a wrap and, like, make a burrito or a fresh wrap. You can make a fried rice. You can make, um, like, a butter bowl. You can make a salad. Like, with all those ingredients, you end up making lots of different types of meals but they all still took like three minutes to make. And by the end of the week, you've managed to use all of those ingredients because you've used them in every single meal. So it just makes means that you're not wasting as much food and not spending as much on food that ends up going in the bin. But it's so much easier on time as well because it means you like if you're not if you're hungry at uni or whatever and you're tempted to buy something, you go, no, I've literally got food at home. All I have to do is heat it up when I get home. So in saying that, meal prepping whichever way you decide to go, whether that's meal prep the entire meal and heat it or meal prep the individual ingredients and make a different kind of meal each night. Also buy in bulk for the things that you'll constantly use. So at the start of the year, I buy lots of spices, 
we buy all of our pasta, our rice, things like onion and garlic, um, what else do we buy in bulk? Like all of the olive oils and everything like that, potatoes, everything that's going to be used like all the time and that can has a really long shelf life, buy it in bulk. Go to a Binnan, go to an Aldi, go to a Gilmore's, what are the other options? Like anything that you can buy, like lots of Costco, I suppose. Um, and if you're living in a flat and you want to split it, it's easier to split it per kilo. It's so much cheaper to do it that way. And it means that you don't have to factor it into your budget every week from then on either. So you've got that one expensive like grocery shop at the start of the year, but then to the end of the year, every time you need potatoes, I mean, potatoes, they're not going to last a whole year, but you know, your rice, you don't have to think, oh, and I've got to buy rice this week because my meal this week includes rice. You've already got the rice. One less thing you've got to buy and account for during the year. So buy in bulk and meal prep. All right. So tip number five. This is one of my personal favorites, actually. I've been doing it the last few years. Is to set up a savings account with a title you want to save for. So earlier I said that I've got two different savings types of savings accounts. And I'll explain them later. This is where I explain them. So I've got one savings account that's literally savings for savings. I can't touch it. High interest. I don't, I don't want to see it because then I'm tempted and that's just for emergencies and for whatever, savings for savings. I've then got a second savings account, which is still high interest. Um, I can touch it, but I don't get like my bonus interest. There's incentive to not touch it. And I've labeled this one, which you can do through the app. You can do it really, really easily. Um, and I've labeled it with what I'm saving for. So personally, what I'm saving for at the moment are trips is flights to Australia. Before then, it was like my spending money um, before I went to the UK in November. Before then, I feel like a bit of a jet traveler. Before then, I think it was Rarotonga. Um, but it can be anything, anything you're saving for, like a new car or a new handbag or new pair of shoes or anything, like literally anything that you have your eye on, new phone that you think would really give you a big incentive to save for. Put, make it tangible, put a label on that account so that every time you're about to swipe your card and spend $5 on a pizza or something at the op shop, you're like, hang on, would I rather spend this $5 here or would I rather $5 extra go on my account that says Australia Flights 2020 on it? And so it kind of toys with your mind a little bit and it makes you kind of choose what you would prefer and the amount of times that I find my, I've found myself putting my card back in my wallet and going, you know what? I really don't need it. I've got food at home or I really don't need it. I've got plenty of clothes because I would rather be one step closer to affording those flights because I really want to, I really want to buy those flights. So as soon as you kind of put, it's like when people say, as soon as you write down your goals, they become real. It's the same sort of thing. As soon as you title that bank account with that goal that you want to hit, like with it can be even a dollar value, I suppose. If you don't have anything you're really saving for, but you want to reach a certain number, um, you can even just make the title the dollar amount that you really want to save for. But yeah, it just means, it makes it real. You really want to save for it. And it means you just are sitting there going, would I rather it here or would I rather it there? So I find that really helpful. All right, lucky last tip is to think of, kind of sounds lame when I say it, but I'll explain myself. Um, I was thinking of free ways or cheaper ways to socialize. So I think for people our age, a really common thing to do is like, oh my God, I haven't seen you in so long. Let's go out. Or 
let's go for a few drinks or oh my god haven't seen you in so long let's catch up let's go for brunch and so all of these things that we decide we feel like you have to do an obligatory to catching up spend it costs so much money and we're like known to be like the most poor people in the population yet we do the most extravagant things um just just as an excuse to see a friend and catch up and see how they are so Tay, this one's for you. I feel like we're the queens of this. But instead of like going out for brunch, because I don't know about you, but I don't go out for brunch lightly. Like if I'm going out for brunch, I'm getting a big coffee. I'm getting I'm, like a big breakfast. I'm adding halloumi. I'm adding avocado. Like I'm going to town. I'm treating myself. So it literally ends up being like a $30 brunch. And I'm like, that was like, all I was doing was paying for the breakfast so that I could see my friend and see how they were. But I could have done that anywhere and for free. So what Tay and I love to do when I'm back in Oz is see what's in our fridge and go come over for breakfast and we'll make breakfast together. So I'll bring the eggs and the capsicum that's on its way out and I'll drive it to her house and we'll make an omelette and we'll make a coffee and a smoothie and we'll have an even better quality conversation because there's no one next to us that can overhear our conversation. We don't have to wait for the waiter to bring our food up. We don't have to pay for it. And the food is so much nicer because we got to customize it completely to what we want. So if all you're doing is thinking of like an ex- like somewhere to go or somewhere to be um, as an excuse to see someone, think of a cheaper way to do that, whether that's inviting them around for breakfast or instead of going out for dinner with a group of friends, have a potluck. Be like, everyone bring a meal or someone bring a dessert, someone bring an entree, like a platter, and then someone bring the mince and we'll make some nachos. And that's so much more wholesome, I think. Like, I always have way better memories when I've done something like that than when I've gone for just another dinner somewhere. And don't get me wrong, like, going out for dinner and going out for brunch definitely, like, has its time and place. But if it's only because you want to catch up with someone, there are so many other ways you can do that that don't cost money and don't forget that. So having potluck dinners or inviting someone over for breakfast. If you feel like a bit of retail therapy and you want to go shopping, instead of shopping, just go op shopping. It's so much more sustainable. You're giving back to different charities. You still get the idea of like, you know, sifting through all the clothes and finding good things and everything. Um, while you're there, you can drop off any of your clothes and just kind of keep keep the cycle going. Um, so yeah, op shopping, you can drop like a tenner and get so many good things. Whereas if you're shopping at like an actual mall, it's so much more expensive and it's not as it's not as exciting I find like when you find that thing at the op shop that's so good it's like so much more exciting so yeah if you really feel the urge to go shopping and you want to get it out of your system go for things like op shopping or go to like the suitcase rummage in Brisbane or things like that still a great opportunity to meet your friends and have a good catch-up still a really good opportunity to renew your wardrobe and find some new goodies but it's so much more sustainable so much better on your wallet and yeah so much more fun and something new um last couple of options to kind of go in that tie into this tip about thinking of free ways to socialize um are things like going on hikes or going to the beach going for walks things like that instead of like paying for a workout class or anything um just go for a walk or go to the beach try something more local so you're not having to pay for all the petrol costs as well you'll be surprised how many local walks there are they're just not the ones that are like instagrammed the most the local ones um just have a google have a look there are often so many good walks and everything and good spots right on your doorstep that you don't even have to commute to um which is way more exciting 
Um, again, like what our flat's really good at doing is looking at like local fairs and everything. If you're new to a neighborhood or you kind of have, um, you live in more of a suburb, like in the suburbs that have quite a tight knit community, there's often like lots of fairs going on, lots of galas, lots of school fates, anything like that, like local quiz nights at the local pub, anything like that, that doesn't cost a thing to go to, gets you out in your local community, gets you involved, um, and is a really great day out. Um, Last thing I have written down, I know this is the sort of thing where there's so many options, but these are just easy ones that I wrote down, um, is movie nights. So often there'll be a good movie on and we're like, oh, should we go to the movies and watch it? But like, if you're not going to the South Bank movies, movie tickets are like 15 bucks and then you get the food and the food's like $50, like so expensive. Um, and I would so much prefer having a movie night in your lounge, in your PJs, make the popcorn yourself, then you get to put all the toppings on that you want, you can make like, bring a glass of wine, you can make a little platter with your friends, you can be a loser like what we do, um, and make a hut, which just brings it right back to the good old times, that hut usually stays up in our house for like two weeks or three weeks as well, it does not come down easily, but yeah, such a more like, so much more wholesome way to hang out, um, and it was completely free. Like you literally just look at the movies on Netflix or whatever and you've got yourself a movie night and you get to drink wine. So win, win. All right. Um, I think that's kind of it from me. I'll go over those tips again like I always do. So you can kind of just reiterate what you actually needed to take away from this podcast. So tip number one is to separate your bank accounts and set up APs. So I've got my two types of spending account. Oh, sorry take that back, two types of savings accounts, my spending account, my bills account, and my groceries and petrol account, and then my APs, my automatic payments come out of that overflow account every Monday morning, so everything's divvied up, and I'm not going to get to Thursday, and I don't have enough money to go to rent, rent has already gone out on the Monday morning, bonus tip as well, um, if you're like me and paying power, and power's not the same every single week, and like in the winter months, it's going to be a little bit more, or if you're in Australia, like your summer months are usually a bit more because you're paying for aircon. Um, I always transfer a little bit more than my rent each week to my bills account, and I just let that accumulate so that by the end of the month, I've got more a little bit of money to spend on my um, words, Shannon, words on my power. Oh my god, I forgot that word on my power bill. And then if I've over um overestimated a little bit or underestimated, by the like by winter I've got even a little bit more saved up so that I don't have to fork out a really big power bill one night one month in winter. I've kind of oversaved in the summer months and kept it in that account so I don't see it, I don't spend it, and then it comes to winter and I'm not as like freaked out by having a really big power bill account in winter. So that's kind of like a tip within a tip. Um Tip number two was to find a job that fits into your uni schedule. So things like nannying, cleaning, tutoring, PTing, working at the uni on campus, anything that is just really easy to work around. Um, all of those jobs as well I didn't mention are like usually under the table as well, cash in hand. So I don't have to pay any tax when I nanny, when I clean. Um, so that's really, really good because all of the money you're charging is A, a really good rate, and B, all of that money is going into your pocket and you're getting paid as soon as you've done the job usually. So it's much more quick to get into your hot little hands. 
Um, tip number three is to utilize your farmer's markets. Eat seasonally and like carpool to get to those cheap places. Just makes it easier. Um, you get a much better, bigger variety. Everything's much more fresh and you're supporting the local farmers. And it's so much cheaper, which is what this podcast is all about. Tip number four is to meal prep and buy those necessities in bulk so you don't have to fork them out during the rest of the year and you've always got them on hand and things are always cheaper when you buy them in bulk. Meal prep, either meal prep your two meals a week like I do or meal prep your staples and then choose what you're going to do with those um, core ingredients throughout the week. Tip number five is to set a savings account with a title you want to save for. So for me, that's my Australia 2020 flights. For you, it might be a car, it might be a handbag, you know, it could be literally anything you want to save for. It just makes it um, something that you want to work for because you've put that, you've written it down, you've got to work for it now. And it makes you play with your mind a little bit when you're about to swipe that card and go, would I rather the $20 spent here or would I rather see $20 more in my account with that label on it? And then our final tip is to think of free ways to socialise, whether that's op shopping, going to the local fairs, going to the beach, going for local hikes, potluck dinners instead of going out for dinner, um, going to each other's houses for breakfast instead of going out for brunch, and having movie nights at home where you make a hut. Literally, that's just the tip of the iceberg. There are so many more options. Everyone is different. Everyone likes to hang out a different way. But just thinking of ways to hang out other than going to town and getting drunk because believe me there is definitely a time and place for that do not get me wrong but I find that a night out is not just a night out it's the drinks beforehand the drinks while you're out the uber home the feed at Macca's the next day you usually want a dirty meal again like it's all of those extra things um some people buy like new clothes before the night out like there's actually so much more to a night out than what you kind of think until you look at your bank account on Sunday morning and you're like oh my God, I dropped so much money last night. Like, I regret it. So yeah, don't wake up with a hangover or wake up with a hangover in your own bed from a big potluck dinner the night before. Um, and you've saved yourself a lot of money. So being a poor student is so much easier. So thank you so much for tuning in. I think I'll leave it there. Um, hopefully one, two, or even six of these tips were helpful for you guys. And I hope that this kind of appealed to a wider variety of people as well. Um, if you've got any more feedback for me or you've got a certain topic you want me to cover, do let me know. Um, I can't wait to hear from everyone and to see if any of these tips were actually helpful. But yeah, I will see you next Sunday, hopefully, for another episode of six tips with shares or top six with shares. I literally can't even remember what I called this. I'm pretty sure I introed this as something else as well. Top six with shares? Top six with shares. That sounds better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>